Welcome to the Pastor's Porch, a place where pastors encourage one another, speak freely about the Word of God, and engage in real communal relationships with the body of Christ. Hello everybody, welcome to the Pastor's Porch today. We are excited to bring you um, something new today. Uh, we look forward to talking with you guys, and one thing that we are going to start, we're going to start about an eight or nine week series today. Um, called An Inside Look at Unity. And so we have a special guest um, today and for the next couple of weeks. Actually, I believe it's for all the weeks we're going to have a a special guest. And so uh, today we are going to talk about unity in the beginning um, and what it was and the foundations of what it was. And so uh, for today, we have my father with me today. Um, of course, Pastor Zach, but Pastor Brian is with us today, and so we are excited you are here uh, with us and look forward to um, talking today on the Pastor's Porch. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm super excited. My pastor, mm-hmm. Pastor Brian Bowerman, um, the first pastor I can ever say for sure was my pastor and knew him as a pastor and all the, all the things we'll get into over the next couple shows, but just, just blessed and thankful to uh, have you here with us. Welcome, brother. So glad that you're here, and uh, we honor you and appreciate you, and thank you for joining us. And uh, this is this is the uh, heart behind this is to show where unity's come from and kind of where unity's at now on the later episodes. Uh, but uh, just we just want to dive into that, really. And so uh, the history of unity, the foundation of unity, and uh, those sort of things, because there's, there are listeners that, that just don't know those things, and we'd like to communicate that with them. So, first of all, before we get into that, how are you doing today? Man, I'm great. It's good to be here. Excited to be uh, with you and T today, and uh, just honored to be uh, a part of what God is doing on this little hill here in Arkansas, and uh, just the legacy that it has. Yeah, and so, excited uh Excited about that and excited to share Yeah, just to uh, look back at what God has done. You know, the shepherds of old, uh, they would carve the stories on their staff of what God did. (laughs) And so when they would sit down at night, they grab their staffs and they would give a testimony Hmm. of the goodness of God. And and so today we just get to grab our staff and go back and look at what God has done. That's really cool. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, T, jump us off with a couple questions here, and uh, we'll get started on the on the podcast. So, uh, let's just start from the very beginning because we've kind of shared in some private and some different things. But um, share your knowledge and your understanding of when and how Unity started up on the mountaintop. Uh, Brother Randy Burris in 1987, I believe it was. Uh, there was a one room. Uh, church house here uh, that uh, the block building that's still here that was the original church house uh, I believe it was a Union Star Church if I'm not mistaken uh, back then somebody with more knowledge than me but I believe that's right and I, I know that Brother Randy started in that one room building which I think is amazing within yeah. itself yeah. just one room yeah. you know and if I'm not mistaken uh, their big service in that one-room building, they actually got 120 people 
in yeah, that one in room. that one room. I know. I think they were That's, sitting, wow. standing, <laughs> hanging the from roof. the ceiling. Yeah. 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 They were they were everybody. But wow. you know, to me, that's amazing. Yeah. that it started in one room, yeah. uh, and now with everything that you have here on campus, uh, you're over twenty thousand square feet from one room. Right. And wow. then after that, I came after Brother Randy was here. I came in nineteen ninety seven. And, uh, you know, we, God blessed us with 22 great years mm -hmm. of pastoring here at, at Unity. And, and so that was the inception of it. When I got here in 97, they had what we know now as the youth facility. Correct. That building was here when I got here in 97. And, uh, so they had the building, uh, about two acres worth of land. And so very sparse parking. Mm -hmm. uh, the blue building was here, there in, in 97. They called it the share and care. Share and and care, that yeah. door that mm -hmm. you can see from the outside, they usually, they would park a, a van in there. So they drove around that end and parked a van in there. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. why the sliding That's door why the door's there. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. so we... I didn't even know that. Yeah, when we... When we got here, we, we turned that into more of a fellowship yeah. uh, facility, and we were the first to sheetrock the building. That building wasn't sheetrocked. It was stud. It, it was stud walls with this spray-looking uh, <laughs> foam that, that people said it looked like brown beans on the wall. <laughs> you know? so, so we sheetrocked it not long after, uh, and uh, so that's that was when we came in 97 and then we bought, we just kept buying parcels of land till we have what we have now. And, mm -hmm. and God was really good in those formative years. Oh, yeah. So one thing, uh, a lot of people probably don't even realize kind of going back to when you got here and through pastor Andy, um, kind of talk about what denomination unity okay. was a part of, because, you know, people come today and they kind of ask us, Hey, you know, what denomination Well, we just tell them, you know, we're in a non-denominational Bible believing church, Amen. but it wasn't always that way. So kind of sure. go kind of talk about that in the beginning of what that looks like. Well, let's, let's go all the way back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one room, this is, this is unique to me. It was union star church of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was actually, that building was a church of Christ church right. first. When Brother Randy got here, he was a part of the Free Will Baptist denomination. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I got here, I was a part of the Free Will Baptist denomination, but had dealt with some wounds. And the church here had dealt with some wounds because when Brother Randy left, uh, they felt kind of abandoned by the denomination. I don't think the denomination intended that. Sure. But there was that feeling there from some of the people, and, and I had some wounds. So God took two wounded entities, if mm -hmm. you will, put them together and mm -hmm. healed them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what birthed the non-denominational, yeah. was God saying to us and in that moment, you have a covenant with me through the blood of Christ, yeah. and you have a covenant with one another because of that blood. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where unity covenant was born. It is it was a church born out of just wanting to serve God, yeah. not mad at anybody, right, right. not not wanting to leave anybody. We just wanted to focus on the name of Christ being exalted above every other yeah. name. 
And so I, I think that what we've got to understand is even above denomination, whether you're Baptist, Pentecostal, Methodist, non-denomination, whatever it is, you have a covenant to those who are blood bought. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that name was birthed, was that, man, our covenant yeah. supersedes our denomination. You know, it's funny, uh, a few years ago, you can look around the church, uh, church culture in America, smaller names, you know, everything's mm-hmm. going to one name. This, And we had talked, I remember we talked about uh, dropping unity to just unity, you know, unity covenant to just unity. Sure. And that was the one thing I said, we were talking about it, and you were probably in the room we were talking about it. It could be any other word on planet Earth, and we'd probably consider it, but because of the word covenant yeah. and what covenant means, yeah. you know, which is which is not going to drop that, you know, because, right. you know, and, and of course some people just refer to us as unity, but sure. the unity covenant, you know, the, to me, exactly what you said, the covenant between us and Christ and then the covenant with one another, um, the fellowship of that covenant, that's, it's vital. You know, it's not, it's not a word you hear a lot in the culture we live in now, you know, sure. you know people don't walk around talking about covenants, you know, but, sure. but that to us. It's formidable because what you just said, even though our language may be different today, mm-hmm. it's still the same heart, you know, and we'll get into that later, but, the, but the, the same exact heart is the heartbeat going out of the church, you know, 30 plus years later. That to me is the amazing part of, of that foundation of unity covenant. Why, you know, the, the covenant with Christ and exalting Christ and all that, that. I love that. I always love hearing that story of, of covenant and how it came about. So, Well, the, the thing that the scripture says, and I believe it's the book of Hebrews, it said that he had to go outside the camp, mm. speaking of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really what we felt God was doing us, was leading us outside the camp of denomination. Once again, not to derail against it. Right. Uh, but that was the scripture that led us. Mm. The other thing is, you can't have unity without a covenant. Oh, that's true. Because the covenant of the blood covenant that rests on every believer's life mm-hmm. is what gives us the commonality mm-hmm. to begin to form biblical unity. And so when you when you don't have covenant, right. how can it, yeah. how can two uh, walk together if they don't agree? Yeah. And so what that is saying, the agreement is their covenant. Mm -hmm. You know, we call it an Old Testament and a New Testament, but it is an old covenant and Mm -hmm. a new covenant. That's correct. And so that, that's why I think the word covenant was so important to me personally is because we created covenant with our other brothers and sisters of Christ in the area mm-hmm. years ago when we started doing the Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. that wasn't a unity thing. That right. was a thing with other churches coming right. and getting involved with that. Yeah. And here's the awesome thing. Unity involved first Baptist involved. Uh, there was a time where the church of Christ mm-hmm. in West Fort was involved. Mm-hmm. And so in other churches, I don't want to leave them out, but uh, you know, that they became involved well, what brought us together was that blood covenant of Christ that yeah. created unity in the body of Christ. I love it. 
So that's always been my heartbeat. Yeah, and that's a to me that's that's amazing to hear because you know there's still things that uh, in no disrespect you're just not involved in them now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you know thirty years after you establish those mm-hmm. things or twenty years after you establish sure. those things that are still happening absolutely because of that covenant. You know, because mm-hmm. of that heart that's been instilled and I'm going to get too far ahead too soon, but, uh, but I just love that. I mean, that, that to me is, that's the testimony, you know, that's the testimony of the covenant. Covenant isn't uniformity. It's commonality. Yeah. And so when we're in covenant with one another, God never intended for when pastor Brian left that the same, same uniformity had to be there. Right there was just going to be a commonality of purpose yeah. and passion. Yeah. And it, it, it is, I have four kids. You have mm-hmm. uh, four kids. Mm-hmm. They, they come from the same yeah. common place, yeah. but they're not uniform. No, no. They're unique. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're unique. Yes. And so therefore yeah. unity covenant with me yeah. was unique. Mm-hmm. Unity covenant under new leadership is unique. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be uniform. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's so well, kind of getting ahead, but going back a little bit with okay. this, talking about um, what it is, what unity is now, and the things that we're mm-hmm. part of. Okay, kind of go back to the beginning, and because okay. it wasn't always that way, right? right. You didn't Correct. have fellowship with other churches. Correct. We didn't have fellowship with the community. Correct. Um, you went through three different. Denom- so to speak, denominations, because it was a Church of Christ yeah. and a Free Will Baptist and a non-denominational. So kind of talk about in the beginning um, what that looked like trying to get people to buy in sure. to um, the foundation you wanted to build. And, and, you know, people look at unity and they think, well, man, there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are going to unity through unity. But it, again, it wasn't always that way. So kind of talk about that beginning start when, when you took over. Twelve people voted me in as pastor. That, that's the truth. Twelve people voted me in as pastor. One of the guys who voted me in, uh, as a young preacher, I would preach for Brother Randy. Brother Randy let me cut my teeth on his pulpit, so to say. And so as a young preacher, uh, before I was considered at Unity, not, not long before, but before, I was preaching here and I was pretty brass in one of my statements. And this gentleman actually got up and walked out on my, on my sermon because of how brash I was in something that I said, I'm not going to repeat what I said because I'm, I'm embarrassed by it now. But anyway, um, when they voted me in as pastor, he actually spoke up in that business meeting and said, is that the young man? that I walked out on and they all went, Oh no, he remembered yeah. and thought, you know, we were getting ready. And, uh, and they said, yeah, yeah, that's him. And he, he made the statement. He sure has come a long way. Mm-hmm. And so I said that cause I wanted to make this statement, give people the opportunity mm-hmm. to mature in life, yeah. give people. And so that's unity story yeah. started one place but allowed their mentality to grow Mm -hmm. and their heart to grow Mm -hmm. to where it is today. And so when, when I came to unity, I can't speak of brother Randy's time, even though I preached a lot for him, 
But when I came to Unity, when I got here, um, very hymn-driven in worship, uh, very Southern gospel-driven in like special music, yeah. uh, and was really on the prefaces of, uh, if that's the right word, probably not, but on, on that beginning of kind of the choruses starting to come into the church. Mm -hmm. Wasn't even praise and worship yet. Right. Just those little choruses. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and so what we did, because we felt attached to them, uh, I would hear them at youth conferences that I would preach, you know. And we started on Wednesday night, just bringing those in on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. And the people started to fall in love with them. Mm -hmm. And then started to bring them in on Sunday night and then on Sunday morning. Uh, unity has always been from Brother Randy to myself to Pastor Zach to Pastor T, a soul-winning station. Yeah. That's always been the foundation of who we are because it's the Great Commission. Yeah, Brother Randy was a great soul winner, mm -hmm. uh, taught classes on soul winning. Mm -hmm. We really taught that. Mm -hmm. And so the origination, I would say, of unity and has stayed as a foundation is a soul-winning church. It has to be our DNA. Yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy that you talk about that because Pastor Zach and I, we sit in a room all the time and talk about, you know, man, there's, there may not be a lot of people that stay, but the amount of people that come here and lives are changed. Amen. It, it's hard to, it's hard to keep, well, it's, always, it's hard to keep a number on. It's hard to put it into, uh, into concepts of understanding, but the amount of people that come through here. It's funny that you use the word station because yeah. sometimes I feel like we're a place where people come hear the gospel, get born again, and they move on to the next station. You know, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a reality to that because of, but the style, I don't know if the style is the right word. The message in which we preach is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, yes. I mean, we're, we're, we're preaching a gospel that's not like a lot of churches our size. Yeah. A lot of churches our size are using entertainment to get people in the door. Yeah. We're using the word of God and Amen. a call to um, a call to, to a life with Christ. And I think because of that, we draw people like you talked about the music and how worship draws and different things. There are people from all over Northwest Arkansas and even Oklahoma uh, that, that end up here mm -hmm. and they may come for two weeks or two months or two services. But often those people are born again. Mm -hmm. Some of them stay. Some of them become a great uh, help at the church and the working of the Great Commission. But a lot of them, I think, and, and I know conversations we've had over the years that you would agree with this, a lot of them come here and get born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and God will go plant them 30 miles away, 50 miles away, 20 miles away. And I think it's just part of who we are. It's our DNA. Yeah. Because, and I know you probably don't remember this because it was early when you were here. Th that was the DNA God showed me before I came when I was in Tennessee where I pastored my first church and I was on my face. God showed me that we would be a place that would heal the hurting mm -hmm. so that they could go and heal the hurting. Yeah. And so we always knew there would be a base yeah. that God would keep here to love on and to help people and to, to get them to a right place. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I remember we had a couple that drove an hour and 40 minutes mm -hmm. 
from the other side of Telequah, Oklahoma, I think wow. around the Keys area. Wow. And they, they came just on Sunday mornings, and yeah. I was great with that. Sure. Because yeah. they were getting fed, they were getting revived, they were getting healed. And, you know, and so that is the DNA yeah. of our church from, from being passionate about souls, mm-hmm. but then being passionate about worship. Whether that worship came in the form of a hymn, sure. a worship song, sure. yeah. a southern gospel song, whatever it is, whether it was a a Jason Crab song mm-hmm. or an elevation worship or Corey Ten Boom yeah. uh, hymn, yeah. it, it didn't matter right. because we got to the place where we saw God in every aspect. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, and Zach, you you'll remember this after I say it. There was a man who came to church here for a short period of time, love him. And so if he recognizes his story, if he listens to the podcast, I want him to know this is not a critical statement. I'm not going to use his name, but he could not grasp the thought of Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, born again, Catholics, Mm -hmm. born again, heathens who weren't raised (laughs) in church all under one roof. Yeah. Because he'd always been part of a mainline Pentecostal denomination. Mm-hmm. And he said, it works here for you guys. Yeah. But I don't understand how it does. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to covenant and unity. Oh, man. Yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. We want to be a place where not T gets exalted, Zach yeah. gets exalted, Brian gets exalted, but that Christ is exalted. And what is unique is that's going to be heaven. Yeah, All those names are going to be gone, Mm -hmm. and we're just going to exalt the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, there'll be the shouters, like me. (laughs) There'll be those who are quiet, like T's mom and my wife. But we all work together for the same Mm -hmm. common good. You know, we've allowed the world to rob the word diversity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But unity has always been a great picture of diversity from from race to cultural background. Mm -hmm. uh, That that is always, but that has been intentional from the start. It's been intentional from the start. We wanted a diverse church. We wanted a a church that came from diverse backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So while somebody is responding to Christ in this way, that somebody could respond to Christ in this way and they could operate under the same roof. Yeah. And to me, that's that's the uniqueness of what God built here. Yeah. Because what does man like? Oh. Man likes uniformity. Mm-hmm. And and man operates good oh, uniformity. Yeah. And so when you see unity where there's not uniformity, now you see the kingdom. <clears throat> we had a... Uh... We had a day last year, I remember I come out of the preaching, and uh, I saw one of my buddies over here wearing overalls and cowboy boots, yeah. and I saw another buddy over here, he was wearing flip-flops and polo shirt on his way to, you know, beach vacation, yeah. and then I saw another woman over here in a what we would call a church dress, Amen. and then another guy's over here with a tie on, and then there's a kid down here with a hoodie on and the baggy pants from town, and I'm like... Where else is this happening? Because Come on. because this to me, this is a portrait of what when we talk about heaven. Like yeah. we're not all going to dress the same. We're not all going to yeah. talk the same. But all of us are going to pursue Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to me, 
uh, that's always been one of the highlight, uh, highlight if that's the right word. Uh, one of the benefits of this place is uh, there's been so many people like me come through here that had no idea who we were in Jesus that then when we came, there were just people here that loved us, helped us, walked with us, and showed us who we were in Jesus. Well, that is, that far outweighs anything we wear. It far outweighs sure. anything, you know, any style of song sure. or any denominational name. That, to me, is when I think of the foundation, that's the foundation of unity. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I just Just look grateful. at what's been built on it. Oh, man. Right, yeah. people that are listening to this today and have you know been here, they don't, they didn't know what it was back, you know, twenty four, twenty five years ago now, twenty six years ago, twenty seven years ago, whatever it is, but the heart has stayed the same, and that's that's the important aspect. That I mean, things are going to change when it comes to to buildings, to likes, to dislikes, sure. to 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 operations within the church, to programs within the yeah. church. But I think that's what is important and when we're talking about, you know, unity in the beginning is the fact that what the foundation was is something that was built on a rock that was able to withstand all of the changes and everything that's happened over the years. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, like looking back and being one that grew up in the church and grew up in the three different buildings and, and all of that, you know, Change is hard, but when you have a foundation of DNA implanted into you of what you know you're going to operate on, it's easier. Well, we, we had a desire to let God move. And and we had a desire to let people experience themselves. You know, they had to experience God. Yeah. Me telling you about him and me reading you the Bible, me preaching a story, you have to experience God. That's so good. And one of the things I think that we we need people to understand at Unity we didn't build legends, we built legacies. Mm-hmm. And that started with Brother Randy. Mm-hmm. Brother Randy started something and then I got to come stand on his shoulders mm-hmm. and and yeah. take it to a new level. Zach came and stood on my shoulders, taking it to a new level. Now T, you're standing on his shoulders. Yeah. Helping it get to that's legacy. Yeah. See, so many churches build legends, mm-hmm. and when the legend dies, the yeah. church dies. Mm. That's good. And and mm-hmm. you can build big buildings to legends, mm-hmm. and when the legend dies, then you got a big building that's got twenty five people attending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you create legacy, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's in the pulpit, yeah. because the same presence. Is in the atmosphere, and that's the legacy. And so, I I really want to people to understand there has been no competition because in the in the latter years of Brother Randy's life, he became a member of this church when I was still pastoring here, came home to it, loved what it had become. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. to be honest, to the story of the history. Brother Randy struggled a little bit yeah. when we weren't free will Baptist anymore. Yeah. He and I sat down and had those conversations. But when he came back and became a member, he saw yeah. the heart yeah. of the ministry yeah. and realized it was kingdom. Yeah. And so his latter years with me and also with Pastor Zach were tremendous, guys. Mm-hmm. They were tremendous. He was a, a tremendous blessing while he was here. 
And, and so I'm thankful what God did, you know. You know, I, I as we kind of wrap up this first episode, that was kind of one of my thoughts was one of the, probably the most humbling thought that I have is that there's only been, I mean, I know there was a guy that was here for a few months, but um, there's only been three of us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's incredibly humbling to me. That's I mean, that that is... You know, and, 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 you know, now T's come in as my associate, but there, there's only been three senior pastors in this Correct. church. Correct. You know, in almost 40 years. It, yeah. I mean, this, there's right. churches in town that have gone through three pastors in, in, in nine years, you know, yeah. I mean, or, or nine months, but I don't mean that that way. I mean, I, I, I just, I remember yeah. some of the things we talked about, but when Randy came back, I mean, what people don't know is is he would come on Fridays, on a lot of Fridays, he would come and sit with me and drink a cup of coffee, and all he wanted to do was pray. Yeah, yeah. He wanted me to pray for his family. He wanted to pray for my family and the church. This would have been in the first couple of years uh, after after you left. He didn't want anything from me. Right. He wanted to worship God, and he wanted to see this church be successful. And if he wasn't here with me praying... He was down the road praying or driving by praying or sitting in the parking lot praying. And and that to me, and I know you've done the same thing. Like, like to me, that's incredibly humbling Um, to think about the pursuit of God and how that's not changed. But then to watch what happened in Randy's life, Mm -hmm. to know what's happened in your own life, to Mm -hmm. know what's happened in my life, to know what's happened in, T's life or any other person here, how God has just kind of protected this this place on this hill and really blessed us. Yeah. He's really blessed us. Very unique. I mean, it is a, I hear this uh, a lot, you know, but it's a good one for this episode. A, a family visited the other day, and, and I, I don't know their names. I didn't get a chance to meet them. But they found one of our members in the parking lot, and they said, we haven't been here in 15 years and nothing. This is exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. Yeah. And, and something along those lines, sure. you know, and, and I don't know the exact words they use, but the point was they've been looking for a place where the spirit of God was free to be the spirit of God. Amen. And uh, for whatever reason, they had moved away. And sure. I, I don't know all the details, but this was the first time they had been back to here in 15 years. Yeah. And these were, you know, 40 something year old, grown men and I think that's what people forget is like that DNA that legacy that anointing rest here it's because of the covenant with God and the covenant with people and God just blessed this man but it's it's DNA too it's intentional DNA that we've allowed God to grow you you gotta think about pastors who came here and healed for a season and are now very successful all over the place. You got to think about, uh, and I, I don't know now, but when when I was here, vacationing pastors in the area would hear about Unity. Would come, I can't tell you, would come to Unity, have a service here. I can't tell you how many pastors I still run into yeah. that said Unity saved their ministry. Mm-hmm. Unity saved their marriage because they came a Sunday on vacation and was a right time, right sermon. And that's what it is, yeah. that's what it was, mm-hmm. and that's what it's always going to be. 
is, is a place and a heart for God to be able to heal people yeah. so they can go heal people, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. being open to that, mm-hmm. that inception. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have seen drug addicts, mm-hmm. drug dealers, mm-hmm. drug cooks <laughs> sure. yeah, that have yeah. impacted the world mm-hmm. because of Brother Randy saying, God said, go start yeah. a church there. And people said it'll never work there. And then when I came here, they said, it'll never work. Wow. You're too far from anything. Pastor Zach took over. It's not going to work. You, you're following somebody that's been here for 22 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And God just keeps mm-hmm. making it work. Yeah. Well, we've still been a place that the ministers and the pastors are still coming. That's the, so Amen. cool. It, those are little things I don't, they're not little things, but yeah. we don't think about them every day. Sure. You know, we just don't. I mean, no. we, we're focused putting our head down and going forward. But, you know, when you said that, it just it just reminded me that we're still that place. Amen. You know, there's, I mean, I can look around the sanctuary right now and there's ministers, pastors, mm-hmm. preachers who, for whatever reason, have taken a, a season off or, mm-hmm. or, or need to sit or just want to be here and have felt called to be here. I mean, they're just... They're about hanging from the rafters. And there now you throw a rock in one direction, you'll find yeah. a minister or a pastor. But that's, I know they're getting healed. One of them the other day, got, I got a message from that, uh, you know, said I've been in ministry for, I forget the words they used, but it was, it was some time. And they said, I've never felt the body of Christ like this. Amen. It broke my heart because I thought, well, how many years did you not experience this? Yeah. You know? Cooking a casserole goes a long way. We'll save that for another story. But, uh, you know, but just simple things, you know. And so, uh, anything else, T, on this one? I don't want to leave anything off. No. I mean, there's a lot of history. We yeah. Could, we, you, we, we could yeah. spend a whole another time just talking about the the historical side of the people, the services, the the headaches of the buildings and all that, but we can have those in, in private conversations if people yeah. want to know about that. But, uh we appreciate you guys listening to the Pastor's Porch. Stay tuned for the future episodes of an inside look at Unity. We love you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Pastor's Porch. If you don't have a church home, come join us at Unity Covenant Church in West Fork, Arkansas. We would love to have you. Thank you for your continual support to this podcast. Please stay tuned for more episodes. Have a great day and God bless.